Welcome to the Building 58 podcast. How you doing, Heather? I'm well. Good. Thank you. Good. We just celebrated 20 years of marriage. It's pretty awesome. Pretty cool. I love it. I love it too. We uh, wanted to come on here tonight and just discuss a few thoughts around what's going on in the world. Really, this is a worldwide pandemic, a worldwide um, quarantine, isolation. And it's interesting because, you know, the devil always seeks to isolate. Mm-hmm. He's we, we have an enemy. He's real. We don't need to be afraid of him, though. But he does come to steal, kill, and destroy. And so anytime you see something that's being destroyed or stolen or trying to kill us, it's the enemy mm-hmm. coming after us. And I have no doubt in my mind that the enemy is bringing this, using this virus, uh, whatever it is, to really cause the entire world to fear. Mm -hmm. Um, And fear is actually just another word for faith. Whoever you fear is who you're putting your trust in. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's why we're commanded to fear the Lord, not in a, I'm afraid of him kind of way, but in a put all of your faith in him kind of way. And so whatever your mind is, is worrying about, anxious about, um, that's who your idol is. That's who your God is. That's yeah. who you're choosing to to trust in. So we, it's very important right now, I believe, that we, of course, know what's happening and be informed. But really, I would encourage everyone to turn off the news cycle. Yeah. Turn off the 24-7 stats of, you know, how many cases, all this stuff, because all that does is fill your head with worry Mm -hmm. and anxiety and fear. And instead, you have to replace it with something. Yeah. You have to turn on the truth. So, man, in your... In your isolation, let your isolation turn into solitude alone mm-hmm. with the Lord. There's a difference between isolation and solitude. Jesus chose solitude to be alone with his Father at certain places and times so that he could go back to his people uh, and be better and strengthened for it. So turn to the, the real news, the Word of God, which is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, and it cuts to the separating of our spirit and our soul, which is a very important point because our soul is our mind, will, and emotions. It's where our thought patterns are. It's where our heart rests. Our spirit is what is sealed with Jesus and and what is eternally saved. The devil cannot snatch that from us, but the sword of the spirit, the word of God, cuts between those two. What do you mean by that? Because I think sometimes that can be a confusing concept for people to understand. Okay, so we, you, Heather, are made out of um, three different pieces. Right. Your your physical body. Yep. Your soul, which is your mind, your will, your emotions. Right. Right. You can't physically see those things. Right. Um, that's where the internal struggle goes on. Mm-hmm. And then your spirit. Yep. Your spirit is what uh, is already seated right now with Jesus in heavenly yes. places. You're above all of the fray. Mm-hmm. You're at the right hand of God and below you is um, the demonic forces. Yeah. Literally, Satan's punishment when he tried to exalt himself above God was for us, because we're seated above him in Christ, to step on his head for the rest of his mm-hmm. his existence, mm-hmm. essentially. That's his punishment. And so I believe he's getting stirred up right now because mm. he senses revival coming. Yeah. Yeah. So he's sending uh, the spirit of fear worldwide. Yeah. Um, but the thing about this is that God always turns around um, what the enemy means for evil, and he turns it for good. Yeah. So remember the story of David and Goliath? 
David, uh, the whole army of Israel and, and is across this valley from the Philistines. And Goliath is this huge imposing fi- figure. Think of him as the spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. And he's standing in the valley and he's shouting obscenities at the the Israelite army. Yeah. And everyone is so scared. Terrified. Terrified. Yeah, they're frozen in fear. They're like, you know, he's like, send your best man down here and I'm going to rip him to shreds. He's cursing the God, yeah, yeah. our God, uh, the real God. And everyone's frozen in fear until mm-hmm. little David shows up on the scene. All he's, he's doing is normal job. He's going to work just like you were when this whole coronavirus thing broke out. Yeah. He's going to work and all of a sudden he shows up on the scene, but something was different about David. He And he hears this spirit of fear shouting across the valley and he goes, uh, why aren't we doing anything? Why is nobody speaking up and defending what's going on? And so David, he, he's like, I'll go fight him. That's no problem. Let's go. Because I know who I am in, in, in Christ. Yeah. I know who I am in God. I know that, that he doesn't stand a chance against the God that I serve. Yeah. And I think we need some Davids, the heart of David, to rise up right now mm-hmm. and fight back um, our voices over the airways, our voices in our homes, to fight back against the spirit of fear. That's why I'm saying turn off the news yeah, that's right. and turn on the truth. Your kids need to hear peace and not anxiety. You know, it's so interesting because when this all started to break last week here in the States, at least, um, you know, things were being canceled left and right. And we, we all feel the pain of that. Our son had his very much anticipated big hockey tournament that we all look forward to all year long canceled the day before we were supposed to leave for it. And grandparents had flown in from Canada and it was... It was a blow to all of us to be, you know, real. Um, And so all of these things were – it was just like constantly your phone was dinging, like something else has been canceled. The NBA has been canceled. The NFL has been canceled. Like all these things have been canceled. And we had the news on as we were watching these things. And I would say that was maybe a couple days worth, two or three days worth of kind of this onslaught of anxiety – ridden information coming at us and at our kids. Our kids are 10 and 13. And so they're very much aware of what's happening. They're, they're not immune to it. And we got to the place where we just said, that's enough. No more. Our home is going to be a safe haven. It's going to be a peaceful haven. We're turning off the news. It doesn't mean that we're not aware of what's happening. We're not burying our heads in the sand and pretending like this isn't happening and we don't know what's going on, but we're turning off the cycle of negativity that's happening. And I love this verse. I love when you said, Chris, we need to replace it with something else. And I love this verse from Isaiah where it says, Isaiah 26, 3 says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. Uh-huh. And so what we did instead is we started turning on more worship music. We started speaking and declaring out the promises of God and filling what the news had taken up, the airspace, and filling it with God's promises. And you know what's so interesting is our kids noticed. Uh-huh. We didn't tell them like, hey, we're turning off the news and we're turning on worship music. We just sort of made this decision internally to do that. And the next day, my son came down and he said, man, I like it so much better when we're not just hearing about all this coronavirus stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 
we need those Davids that are willing to stand up and, and, you know, it's, it's you and I as parents that set the atmosphere of our home and it's you out there that set your, set the atmosphere at your jobs. And wherever you are, you're setting the atmosphere. If, if you believe in Jesus, you carry him in, in your spirit. And now it's time for him to rise up, his voice to rise up through your voice and to be like David and stand up to the Goliath, stand up to the fear and say, no, we're not bowing to this fear because I believe this virus is, okay, it's a bad thing, right? Mm -hmm. We all know that we're all taking precautions, um, but far more worse, far more deadly than than the virus Mm -hmm. is the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear paralyzes and it cripples uh, everyone. And that's what's happening to the entire world right now is we're being paralyzed um, until God's going to break this through. But it's going to take us rising up as David and challenging the voice of of fear. And and don't misunderstand me. I'm talking about the demonic realm. I'm not talking about people. Our battle is not against people, against flesh and blood. We we have authorities and and people that are making the best decisions that they know how to make in in this moment in time. Very thankful for the medical community right now. But let's rise up as, as people that understand that we're not just a body. We're not just a physical person, that there's an entire different realm mm-hmm. that's much bigger than this, an eternal realm. Let's rise up to battle against that. And really more important because your physical body will die and then you have the rest of eternity to either spend with God or away from God. Mm-hmm. And what the way that we choose to act here on earth and what we choose to put our faith in here on earth or our fear in here on earth determines determines what our eternal bodies, um, how they will spend eternity. You know, are we going to put our faith in Jesus Christ or are we going to put our faith in uh, what the world says will save us? And you've said it already, but I want us to be very clear. We're not saying go against what the government is asking us to do to protect our families and to protect each other. That's wisdom. There's wisdom in that. What we're saying is be the voice of faith in the lives of people that you come across when you're on social media. And if social media is causing you fear and anxiety, get off of it. Stop looking at it. Stop reading all the headlines and all the possibilities. And, you know, do not bow down to that spirit of fear that is trying to push worst case scenario, that's trying to get that to be what fixes in your mind. You know, I'll be honest, there've been a couple times this week where I've started to go down into that spiral that what if spiral and, you know, or something, somebody will say something and it will be this mass number that they're projecting of people who will die from this. And your heart kind of stops for a second. And then you realize like, wait a minute, where does my faith and my trust lie? And if you truly have your eyes fixed on Jesus and your faith lies in him, then our physical bodies are um, not the most crucial thing to be concerned about. It's really our heart condition and our spiritual, mm-hmm. our spiritual minds, our Absolutely. spiritual bodies. And I would say, I agree with that comment about social media. If it's distracting you, man, turn it off. But also maybe think about what, what are you posting? Mm-hmm. Why don't you post some truth? Why don't you post some scripture and encourage people that follow you? You know, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So let's, let's encourage from our solitude. Let's, um, Let's let the word go out. Mm-hmm. You know, we're limited in what we can do right now, but let the word rise up, 
because it is living, it is active, and it cuts between the worry and anxiety and mm-hmm. the spirit of Jesus that we're sealed with. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to separate in this time frame. Um, speaking of David, he wrote this, and it came to my mind today in Psalm 20. And he says this, he says, Now I know, this I know, the Lord gives victory to his anointed. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with victorious power of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Mm. They are all brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. Lord, give victory to the king. Answer us when we call. And it, it just made me think, you know, where is your trust? We can we can listen to what's going on, but who ultimately are you putting your trust in? Who ultimately are you fearing? Who ultimately are you putting your faith in? That's the question of the day. Yeah, that's so good. And think of Esther. The story of Esther is such a, a good example of the situation that we're in right now where you know, she said, I was born for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. That that was that's one of the most well-known phrases that follows the story of Esther. And I believe that for ourselves. But what she did was she used what she had available to her. She used what was in her life at the at the time, which was being in the king's court and having mm-hmm. favor with the king and having the ability to approach someone who had authority to make a decision that would change the course of her people, her the whole nation of people. And so what is it that's in your life? What is it that you have access to that you get to help change the course of someone else's perspective or someone else's well-being, whether it be taking a neighbor meals or whether it be um, being faith-filled when you talk to a friend who's overcome with anxiety and worry over this, whatever it looks like, you, we all have something for such a time as this. Absolutely. And Esther used her voice you know, she could have very easily stayed silent and played the safe game, but she didn't. Mm-hmm. She wasn't afraid to use her voice, uh, even even knowing when she approached the king, she could be put to death. And that's where we need to rise up and use our voice of faith yeah. against, I'm reminding you, not against people. We're not fighting against people in flesh and blood. We're fighting against the unseen world that is very real, demonic powers, but you have authority over them because as a follower of Jesus, they are under your feet. Yeah, that's right. Chris, I wonder if you would just close us out and pray over our nation, pray over our world, and pray over our spirits, that our spirits would resonate with the truth from God's word, and mm-hmm. that our our mind, will, and emotions would not be caught up in this um, battle against the spirit of fear that's trying to really grip our whole world right now. Yeah, okay. Jesus, we just come to you and we, we declare this, that we do not trust in chariots, we do not trust in horses, uh, but we trust in your name. And the righteous uh, know that your name is a strong tower, and so we run to it. And we, we find comfort and safety in your name, in your name alone. And we choose not to fear, we only fear you. We, we bow at your feet. We don't bow to the gods of media Uh, All the idols that have have been silenced right now of sports and entertainment, uh, we have such a precious time right now to just fall into your presence and hear your voice so clearly. So I pray that your church would rise up with faith like never before, and that um, just like you spoke to me almost a year ago, you said, I'm winnowing. I'm separating the chaff from the seed. It's what farmers do when when, when the combines um, go through the fields and they separate 
the kernels of, of grain from the seed, uh, from the chaff, the, the, the case that encompasses that seed, that just blows away. And so in Psalm 1, it says the, the, the wicked are like chaff that are just blown away. And, but the righteous are like that seed. And so, God, we pray that your church would be that seed right now, that we wouldn't be just shifting around and blown with the wind, but that that seed would fall into good soil underground and that it would be ready to rise up and grow a harvest that's coming. We know that there's a harvest of revival coming behind this wave of fear. And so we break all the spirits of fear right now in Jesus' name. We say that you are canceled. Um, we break that coronavirus. We say that you you are not welcome in this place. This this world belongs to Jesus, and uh, our hearts belong to Him. And we know we have faith that God is turning this around, and He's going to use it for our good. That even like David said in Psalm twenty three, that the enemy may be seated at our table, but but surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the rest of our days. And so we declare that in Jesus' name. We thank you that we have your word that is living and active inside of us that separates the the dark thoughts, the anxious thoughts of our mind from the spirit that you have sealed, that, that we are seated with you in heavenly places, that all things are under our feet because we are alongside of you, and that darkness has to flee at the sound of our voice because it's your voice coming through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in. We are praying for you, and we are excited to see what God's going to do moving Amen. forward. That's Here right. comes revival. That's right. You know, the, my favorite phrase over these last few days has been, faith is rising. Mm -hmm. And that's what I feel like. I feel we live on a, on a river in our city. And when it rains, you see the river rise mm -hmm. and it gets to the, it gets to the point where it's flood stage. It's actually, actually close to flood stage right now. And then it spills over the banks mm -hmm. and in a city, that's not necessarily a good thing, but in our lives, that's an incredible thing. When the rain from heaven comes down and our faith begins to rise mm -hmm. and the flood you know, of our faith then spills out over the banks uh, into everyone else's lives around us. And so that, that's my prayer is that our faith is rising right. and going to, and going to be this flood that just goes out and, um, waters a dry and thirsty that's land. Right. Well, Ezekiel saw that vision, didn't he? Yeah. He wrote about it, that the water is rising. Yeah. The spirit is rising. Here we go. Let's go. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Mm -hmm.